My Mac Podcast number 210, sponsored by Otherworld Computing, MacSales.com. This week, a special guest. You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. And this is uh, my Mac podcast number two hundred and ten. We're joined by the chat room on UStream Live, and uh, Pat's out there right now. And here on the show is Sam. Hello, Sam Levin. Hello there. How are you today? Fantastic. We're going to kick the show off with you and your cool Mac picks in a minute before we take our first break. But I also want to welcome it, Guy Searle. Hello, Guy Searle. Hey, Tim. Hey, what's going on, whole- Sam? And great, great. He was going to say fantastic, but that would have made no sense. Oh, true. What's going on? Fantastic. Okay. (laughs) It's a cleaning product, I think. It's it's a Broadway play. Now here, while we're recording the podcast, uh, anybody listening to the podcast on their iPhone or their iPod right now, obviously you weren't in the Ustream live chat. We're broadcasting, so anybody that's on the Ustream gets to hear the podcast a good, today, 15 minutes before we actually started recording. And uh, you'll hear the breaks and all that kind of stuff. So you'll get the complete package. Uh, that's kind of nice. But by the same token, um, we have to keep an eye on that during the entire podcast. And, Guy Searle, that's going to be your job to take a look and keep an eye on the chat during the podcast. So if somebody that's wants to send us questions or comment on anything that we're saying, it's going to be your job to, uh, to peek that up. out and let us know. Yep. Also on the show today, <gasps> David Cohen. Hello, David Cohen. Good evening, all. all right, now, are you guys watching the uh, Ustream? I'm flicking in and out of it because it's a bit just because of there's a slight lag. So yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and turn on the video for a minute. You got the video on? Yeah, guys, Earl. Yes, I do. I have the, okay. I have the audio turned off though. Otherwise, I'll just get very very yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be a delay, but I'm going to remove the, the secret box and reveal. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, Chad Perry! Chad Perry, the original hey, co-host of the hey, My Mac podcast, oh, is my. Uh, joining us. <laughs> hey, Sam. Hey. Hey, guy. How's it going? Going well. Boy, I haven't seen you in a dog's age. No, oh, I know it. So, uh, it, it's been, God, it's almost a year since the last time you were on, wasn't it? <sighs> it was right... It was no, that last reunion was, show that no, we did. Yeah, there was a reunion show we did back in, what, uh, March or April? Something like that. It's been yeah, a long time. It's been a while. And I wonder whose long hair this is. This isn't This isn't my long hair. It's not it's, my long it's hair. It's certainly not my sure? long hair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I talked to Chad last week uh, before we actually recorded last week's podcast and asked him if he wanted to come on the show, and here he is. And so here he, I am. And here he is. So... It's kind of a, a mini reunion. Yeah, I'd say so. We don't have Chris Siebold in, but no. other than that, it's pretty much everyone who's ever regularly been on the show. Mm-hmm. So what's the big news this week, Guy Searle? Uh, are we going to get right to that? Sure. Let's okay. get right well, to Well, everybody, everybody knows about the, the 24-inch uh, new displays that, that Apple's come out with. And what some people might not be aware of is that the new MacBooks with the cinema display also encompasses HDCP. 
for those who yeah, don't know what that is. that's not a good thing. That's high bandwidth digital content protection. Essentially, it's uh, it's a fancy name of saying DRM, which everybody... DRM. And that's already bit some people in the bug when they tried to, try to play something and the monitor didn't support it. Right. Well, And as far as I can tell right now, it pretty much just has a problem with content from, uh, at least on a Mac, from iTunes that's high definition. I haven't been able to find out if there's anything on, you know, your your regular video stuff that you may have put in there from other sources. No, it it was only it only applies to HD. It's part of the um, it's part of the HD standards. Hmm. So you have to have an HD, um, you know, DRM decoding right. chip in your display in order to play HD. The idea is they encrypt. They 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 were worried about people capturing the video as it left the computer before it got right. to the monitor. So the old analog this, hole. Exactly. So they put this very heavy encryption in, but of course, you know, the movie industry, they could find a way of encrypting your memories after you'd watched the movie, so to remember the plot of the movie, you had to play them again. I, I that would too. enjoy that. I would enjoy that, actually. That way I could re-watch all these movies that I own like it's the first time. Although yeah. some of those movies right. I probably don't Well, really if you've ever seen Manos, Hands of Fate, which is like one of the worst movies ever made, um, <laughs> that, that's one that you'd probably want to forget about. I don't think I would even remember the, the, no. the name of that movie guy. Oh, it was just just awful. That good, huh? Yeah, the only way I saw it was through uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Love that show. Yeah, Pat's, uh, Pat's chiming in saying it's part of the licensing agreement with Sony to incorporate if you want to run Blu-ray. But the problem is that, I, that I'm seeing right now that Apple doesn't have any stock Blu-ray players in any of their machines. So do you think that this is kind of a signal that Apple is going to start incorporating Blu-ray into their Macs? It's not, it's not really anything to do with Blu-ray. It's part of HD, the HD standard. So any HD comment, uh, content that the studios push out, they will always try to have this technology in. And, yeah. and if you end up with parts of your computer playing stream in, uh, supporting it, and obviously the new chipsets in the in the MacBook and the MacBook Pros do, then effectively you have to have this DRM chip all the way through. Otherwise you can't you can't play it on an external monitor. It's worth worth pointing out, I mean, obviously with a MacBook or MacBook Pro you can play the HD stuff on the monitor and it built into the laptop, no problem at all. But it's only if you have an external monitor that that isn't up to date, and it, uh, you know, using DVI or something like that, then you might have a problem. And right. one of the one of the one of the difficulties with this is that until you actually try it, you may not know you're going to have a problem. And that's that's the fault of the movie industry and the way that the uh, the, the way they've kind of promoted this spec. Yeah, well, I love you've how got they the, just you've got the mini the mini um, what what is Apple calling that new video out connector? The mini display uh, port. Yeah, yeah the mini display port. There's so far, I don't believe that there's any adapters to go to uh, VGA or DVI, but they are coming, and that's when people using the new MacBooks and MacBook Pros are going to find out that they have this problem. Well, somebody must have some of those adapters, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to to find they had the problem. So um, I guess guess those are starting to drip out now. But if they're plugging them into old monitors, something that's not been bought in the last say twelve months, then they they're probably going to find they've got this issue, particularly if they're conversing. Like, you know, to analog on the way out because that's that's often where where you see this problem. It's worth saying as well that even with um, you know people who've got fully compliant equipment, say on the PS3, because the, this encryption is so heavy, sometimes it just doesn't work. And even if you've got fully compliant equipment, you can't view the HD content. But it's all yeah. a bit of a mess, really. 
And it all stems from the same problem, and that's we're all criminals, and yeah. the content holders want to treat us <laughs> as such. Yep. It, and, it makes uh, us so loyal to their brands, doesn't it? Exactly. Oh, yeah. It makes us all turn to BitTorrent. So, you know, this is so depressing and, and such bad news, I think, that Sam Levin, I need some cool Mac picks to lift my spirits. Oh, what do you got for us this week? Some very cool stuff. Well, let's start off with um, some cool cases for the MacBook, MacBook Pro Air, new ones, old ones. It fits them both. It's a company called Kenakai, and uh, that's K-E-N-A-K-A-I, Kenakai. And um, they make some really, really nice cases. Um the first one's called the Interdepartmental Male Computer Sleeve. Basically, it's the sleeve. Remember that when the MacBook Air showed up and the ad showed the sleeve mm-hmm. that, you know, that it comes out of basically a male sleeve. But what's really nice is that it's complete leather. It's Italian leather. It's really, really nice. It's, it only comes in white, but I suspect they're going to make other colors. And uh, it fits both the MacBook and the air. So um, anyway, it's beautiful. Did I hear someone? Did I hear someone's doorbell ring in the background? I think that's. Hold on a second. Maybe Is that that's, you, Sam. Maybe that's a new uh, product. Hold on a second. Let All right. It's, 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 it's probably Steve Jobs. What's going to happen on the MyMac.com? That's podcast. right. Just, hey, it's a new product. Hold on. Okay. Sam, while, while Sam's going to get the new product, it'll be a surprise cool Mac pick because he doesn't even know what's what's in the box. It's Ooh, like a live unboxing. Oh, <laughs> okay. I got it. Yes, I okay, you ready? This is the next product. Sorry. Okay. That's 79 bucks. The other product is a leather embossed ostrich notebook sleeve. And it Who doesn't want one of those? It's not. It, remember, it's not real ostrich. It's embossed, oh. but it's it's leather, so it's not. But it's really sweet. It fits the MacBook, the standard MacBook, the old one and the new one. And Wait a minute. It's not. It's not leather. It's ostrich. Is that what you said? No, it's leather no, it's embossed. Not ostrich. It's leather. It's leather. It's leather that looks like ostrich. Exactly. Oh, okay. you, you wouldn't know it. It's I mean, ostrich-ish. Yeah, it's just called leather embossed, but it's what not do they right. call it if it's ostrich though? It's, it's ostrich. not leather then. They don't if call it's ostrich. They, they call that it. they call that not politically correct. They yeah, call like, that exactly. It's hide. You just chop off the head anyway, and sew the neck off. This and... sleeve is zipper sleeve. It's absolutely a stunner. Nemo's going to salivate over this thing, but uh, it's three hundred and twenty-five dollars, and it's all Whoa. made in Italy for fake ostrich. Uh, this is pretty nice stuff. Okay. Um, I want a live ostrich for anyway, that price. Right. I want an ostrich to deliver it to me for that price. <laughs> I want, I want a, a live kangaroo that I can slip it's my in eye its mouth. <laughs> you know, I, I, it comes in a bunch of different colors. They make really nice stuff. Kenakai has been making products for a while now, and you got to check out their site because they make a whole line of wallets and passport uh, cases. And what's unique about their stuff is they line it with a RFID protection. So that, I don't know if you realize the new passports have RFID chips built in, right? So yep. they can, tr- yes. they can, if someone, someone wants to, they could sniff your RFID chip. They could do that. And this protects like you against, uh, against. Is that what that smell was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, if you're, if you're traveling a lot, this is a cool product to have. 
So <clears throat> they've been making those cases for a while. I strongly recommend checking them out. It's kenakai.com. We listed the website. Next up is InCase. InCase is known for many years making cool cases and bags for the Mac, for the iPhone. They came out with a, a cool new designer iPhone case for the iPhone 3G called the Para iPhone 3G Slider Case. And it's just... It's just a it's a cool case with a bunch of neat colors on the back, and it slides off the back end so that you can dock it. And then they make a whole other line of slider cases, metallic, that are pretty cool. I have got a copper metallic one. The, the Pero slider case is 59, and the metallic slider cases are 34, and they make a ton of other iPhone, iPod, iPod Touch uh, cases. We'll talk about their new stuff uh, as far as their new bags in the next two to three weeks. Um, I can't talk about it because I'm kind of embargoed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Embargoed. Very cool stuff. And uh, that's goincase.com. And then uh, lastly from our Cool Mac Picks vault is the Richard Solo 1800 iPhone and iPod battery. Now, we talked about iPhone batteries before, and as you know, the iPhone battery is not good as far as the, the life of the battery when you're on it, um, and it's a must to carry around additional batteries. I, in my opinion, it's a must. Um, Richard Solo, this is the guy that started Sharper Image. That's Richard Talheimer. You, you remember this guy. He started Sharper Image. and sure, he used to uh, come you know, over all the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, he created a new company called Richard Solo, and the, the 1800 battery has enough power to juice the iPhone for two to three more hours, as well as it's got a light and a laser beam pointer built in. And who doesn't need that? I mean, it's not a real case without a laser beam. I'm I telling mean, you. You need a light. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty I, cool. I want, I want one that has a built-in lightsaber. It's $69.95, um, and uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great great product um i've been used i've been using it <laughs> get out the lightsaber i've been using it for the last two weeks and i love it and i recommend if you're carrying around an iphone use this definitely use this um what are you well, now, doing wait, when you say there? when you say it gives you uh two to three more hours are you talking about is that call time or is that watching videos or you know let's see on the site it lists the whole thing on the site uh on the specs um, let's see here. It's pretty cool. I, I'm telling you guys, of all the batteries that I've used, and I've used almost every one of them, this is the best. It's got a placeholder, uh, kind of a an adapter that allows you to connect the two, the iPhone and the Solo battery together, so it doesn't, so it's not flimsy on one end. Um, and I'm I'm just really really impressed by uh, the battery, the construction. No, I don't use the the light right now. I, I don't care about that. I care about the battery usage. But um, let's see here. Wouldn't the laser be cool if you had like a cat? And you know, and you know, laser beams actually, mess with fish too. Actually, if you have an aquarium, you can have your. Just don't get them in the eye because they really don't like that. And then they start running into the side of the tank over and over. It's kind of embarrassing. Actually, actually oh, uh, if, if you put it like on the rocks and stuff, the fish will try to eat the laser dot. It's really cool. Really? It drives them nuts. I love. I usually like to do that if I haven't fed the fish in like three days. <laughs> That's the best. Actually, my just... dog, 
runs after the laser beam and he freaks. He loves it. So he runs after it or he runs away from it? He runs after it. I, I put it against the wall. The, it, he just runs after it because he doesn't know what it is. He thinks it's like a, a small cat of some sort, but it's pretty funny. Um, so what do you got for us for our app? <laughs> and it, app. Oh, anyway, that product is $69.95, and uh, they make a smaller version as well if you don't want all the, the goodies to go with it, but I recommend the 1800 um, okay. Me too. So that's from Richard Solo. Cool app picks. These are our applications for the iPhone. Uh, first up is Evernote. And Evernote is an application that you can actually get for your Mac or PC. It's also web-based. And um, it's a – how can I explain this, guys? Because it does some really cool stuff. It's, it's kind of like cloud computing, but yeah. not really. Well, let me explain it. You, you you go to Evernote, you sign up, it's completely free, um, and then if you have an iPhone, there is an application uh, that runs Evernote, and uh, Evernote allows you to take a photo. Just Here's one example of what you can do. So you take a photo with your iPhone. At, you're at a bar, you take a picture of the business card, you went to the restaurant, you take a picture of someone's business card that you meet. Then it uploads up to your Evernote account, www.evernote.com slash Tim or whatever, and it automatically understands uh, with OCR technology image recognition and uploads whatever it takes a picture of. And when you get back to Evernote.com, you can search uh, food. Type You could search um, – you remember that the – to a bar and the name was called Bar 1200. You just type bar and it will find that name. So it has from the picture, yeah. from, from the just the picture. picture. So it's it sees the words in the picture. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. That's pretty amazing. It's now here's the there is a catch to this, not the catch, but it's not going to do 100%. I've been testing it. It's it's pretty cool, but remember the optics on the iPhone are just they're sketchy. Yeah. They're just not great. So to say the least. That's that's one of the issues, but Clarify, which is a product from Griffin, came out with the iPhone magnification case and it in, it increases the resolution, not the resolution, but the clarity. So that's kind of nice and I think they're supporting BlackBerry, I forgot what other devices, some other smartphones they, as well. They, yeah, they, they have an application for Windows and Mac as well. And, and you know, it's right. a really good note. It's a really good note-taking application uh, and right. organizing piece of software that sync. I mean, everything you write gets automatically synced. You can write directly up on the web as well. Basically, all of my MyMac writing I do in Evernote. So that means wherever yeah. I go, whichever machine I'm using, I can always, you know, pick up an article where I've left off or pick up a blog post uh, exactly. because it's just synced up in the cloud automatically. Automatically, so it really is, uh, you know, cloud computing on steroids. So you could you can use voice notes uh, on your iPhone for Evernote app. You can use photo notes, um, and you could do text notes as well. So now remember, you have to have a connection for it to do the uploading, the syncing. You know, it sends up whatever you've taken a photo of, and then when you get back to your Mac or PC, it shows up in your Evernote uh, bucket, if you will. I think. This is brilliant, and uh, I want to see it simpler. I want to see it much simpler and dumbed down. Uh, even if the technology is um, sophisticated, I still want to see it easier. It should be three steps, and that's it. So 
right now it's just I think part of it is the iPhone optics and I want that to increase as well. Anyway, it's called Evernote. It's free. It's on the iTunes uh, application store. And if you just go to evernote.com, you could download, you could get all the links and you could download uh, everything there. I think they've done a great job. And then lastly, uh, it's an app from SearchMe. It's called SearchMe for the iPhone. And it's a search application that is different than anything I've really seen, guys. It's um, It incorporates uh, cover flow. So the searches that you type in comes up in a cover flow uh, search box. Now, if you remember, um, let's see, what's the other company? Google has their own app, right? And you, ha- and you type in whatever it is, Vietnamese food. But you have to wait for it to populate, and it takes a long time. This is really, really quick. Uh, and once you find what you're looking for, you just double tap, and it will go to that search, uh, that search that you found and open up Safari. So it's a, a quick way to find information, and I think they've done a pretty good job. I still want to, I still want to see it uh, faster and some other features, but it's pretty cool. It's called Search Me, and it just came out. It's available on the iTunes application store, and it's completely free. Okay, Sam, we've got you here. Yeah. It's time to talk about what we've been hinting at for a month now. Oh, it's so, going. It's, it's in final beta. Final beta. It's going to be released by the end of this month. Yep. At least that's the plan. Yes. And uh, go ahead, spill the beans. Oh, you want me to talk about it? Absolutely. Yeah. Because the, the people in the uh, chat room just saw it in action, and I've already had someone uh-huh. say, "Where can I buy that?" Okay. All right. So the application that um, actually this is Tim Robertson's brainchild. Uh, I have to. I have to we say that. Scare everybody. No, actually, I think it's actually really, really cool. And then uh, I can say my execution, some of it. Yeah, of course. And uh, it's called Big Words. And Big Words is a simple way of typing big words on your iPhone and displaying it vertical portrait both ways. Um, how many times do you, you want to type some words and you want to you know, flash it you know, in front of people, whatever it is, whether it's you could be a tour guide person. I did. I just used it at the bar the other night at a restaurant. It's it's pretty cool. And you type anything you want. You have a certain amount of words that you can uh, display on your iPhone. Just like Twitter. Twitter has 140 characters. What's the what's the maximum, Tim? On Big we Word? haven't decided yet. That's okay. Um, I, the problem is. The, the more words that you type into big words, the smaller sure. the text is going to be. It's going right. to scale to the screen. Right. So it's really good for, um, hey, get off my tail or some curse word that you could back use. Back off. Back off. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so probably we a should more probably, uh, we should probably also say that you should not be trying to text into your iPhone while driving. Right. No. Well, <laughs> this is going to be a 99 cent because- app. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, Guy, because if you're typing to your iPhone while you're driving, you won't be able to watch the video, would you? That's right. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's pretty useful for certain, you know, people in, in their certain functions. It's just so simple, and for ninety nine cents, we think it's it's worth it. And we're we'll, we're finding more and more things that people are using it for, and we'll post that up onto 
the sites. We're going to have a few areas that people can find out information about it. So it's not, it's just going into late beta. So we have about 10, 12 people that are testing it right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's going to sell a lot because I get a big cut of every dollar that this app makes. Now, neither Sam nor I are developers. I don't even pretend to be. No. So what I do is uh, I came up with this idea. I, I made a PDF of screenshots and everything, yep. exactly what it should look like, how it should work. I sent that to Sam and a few other people. Uh, Lee Givens at AOL was one of the people who saw it. David, Guy, you both saw it. Right. And uh, Sam kind of shopped it around, found a developer, and that developer is now developing the software. Yep. Um, I couldn't be happier with the way the application's coming out. Um, it has a few bugs still. It, it, it takes a little bit longer to launch than it should, and it also should remember the last thing you type, so the next time you launch it, that word is still up there. Uh, so those are some of the things that still need to be changed. But once those bugs and uh, features are worked out, it's going to go up on the App Store for sale, $0.99. Cent. Hopefully it sells a couple million copies. That would be... Sweet. Right. Well, well um, we'll keep you informed. I mean, I've been using it. On, right. Remember, it works on every, the, the classic iPhone, the new iPhone 3G, as well as iPod Touch. works on the iPod Touch Classic and the new one. I've been testing it on all of them. So yeah, And it works. It's it works. No question about it. It works. There's, there's some, I, I just think because it's so simple and it, it does, it does it so well. I think it will, it'll do okay. It'll sell okay. But I, I can't find so. all the different things people are using it for. That's now, what I'm now, now it, oh, those, that's definitely like a conference room when you when you when you're sitting on a conference call and you want to say something to uh, whoever's sitting in the room with you, but you don't want to say it to whoever you're talking to over the phone. Instead well, of writing it down on a notepad, yeah, you just type it up and hold up the phone. Yeah, yeah. what what yeah. I had suggested was for people that uh, that drive limousines and stuff, pick people up at the airport. You can just type in the name of the person that you're looking for and and hold up your iPhone. It's, yeah. uh, no, it uh, depends on the air. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it at Heathrow. You'd be jacked for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, probably not. Probably not at Heathrow, but uh, definitely on the subways. Mac, oh, Mac, yeah. Mac, Mac Mommy in the chat room has been saying that she, um, she'd like to use this uh, for flash flashcards for her kids. That would be excellent for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, remember, this is the beginning, guys. It's, we're, we're, we have a This is version 1.0. It's 1.0. There's going to be, we have other things already designed for 1.5, 2.0, but... I, I, and I've got another application. Right, which you're not going to talk uh, about. We're not going to, well, that's, we don't even have a developer for that one yet. Right. So anybody that is an app developer would like to uh, discuss that with me, Tim at MyMac.com. And, of course, if you want to see a demo of Big Words before it's even up at the App Store and you're listening to this podcast, all you have to do is go up to Ustream, and uh, this entire podcast is being recorded, so you can watch this video back on Ustream at any time. And uh, I I was demonstrating it there. In fact, it's uh, Ustream.tv slash channels. Slash my Mac dash podcast. That's our URL at Ustream. So, mm-hmm. you know, go up there and you can actually see while Sam was talking, I was doing demonstrations of big words. Yeah, we're excited about it. And uh, everyone that's used it really, really likes it. So, can't wait to well, hear. I can't wait for it to get out there and people start using it. It's. I hope Apple uses it in their commercial. Wouldn't that be great, Sam? Oh, God. 
would love to. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that's just part of it. There's some other things we're going to incorporate down the road that we think will be really cool as an add-on to it. So we'll talk about that later. Right now, we just got to get the product out, and it's pretty stable. Oh, so, Pat, Sam. Pat's uh, asking if you just broke your NDA. Yeah, I'm, I'm typing her a message on big words right now. No, oh. what NDA? What NDA with who? Apple. <laughs> Apple. Oh, why would we break the NDA? We, no, of course not. So, Sam, we appreciate you coming on and doing the... I think Guy Cyril just saw my message. Yeah, I may have just seen it, maybe. Yeah. Did you keep, see that one again? Anybody? Keep, keep it clean, Tim. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. All right. Uh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it out loud. All right. So, Sam, appreciate you coming on the show. We'll see you next... Actually, Sam, uh, we should also... You and I are probably going to do yes, something before the next podcast. We, we are. Do some kind of video or something. We're going to. We're going to be in beautiful, scenic South Bend, Indiana, next Tuesday. That, now you have relatives there, and you're flying I, in, I'm, and I'm going to come down and visit you on Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to call it Chillcast. <laughs> Chillcast. Yeah, I'm bringing the ice. What are the the ice scrapers? We don't even know what those are out here. It's pretty funny. Well, you're going to find out. Uh, it's been snowing uh, here. In, uh, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially down there by South Bennett here. They're getting a lot more snow than there we are here. Now, yeah. uh, Tim, can you can you bring up that uh, that NDA message again, please? Mac no, Ma- I can't. Mac, I don't, I don't. Mac, Mac Mommy wants to. to and, uh, she, she can watch the stream back later and, and oh. see it because the application takes too long to. Uh, bring it up. I'll, I'll let uh, uh, Chad. Redo the message. Oh, you got to wait for the. It takes a few seconds for okay. the application to launch. And uh, while Chad's doing that, we're going to take a break and we're going to part ways with Sam Levin this week. Thanks a lot, Sam. Thanks a lot, guys. And we're back. And thanks once again to Sam Levin. And you know he's in our chat room now. He's not actually on the podcast, so it's kind of weird mm-hmm. that he's. He's not here, but, but yeah, he's here. Nope, he's, he's here. He's, he's, he's here in spirit. Okay, so where were we with the Mac News of the Week, Guy Searle? Uh Let's see. We talked about the HDCP from the monitors. Uh, Which I still am not happy about. Right. Uh, Apple also released new system software for the Apple TV 2.3. Now, I have an mm-hmm. Apple TV. Uh, what does this do that uh, I can't do already? Well, it right now... It allows you to stream over Wi-Fi to other Apple TVs or Airport Expresses. Uh, it lets you use remote from the Apple TV, so I can use my Apple TV to stream co- its content to other Apple TVs. Is that what you mean? To, uh, to Airport Express, right? To air speakers. Uh, but you can already do that. I mean, if you've got no, uh, no, the Mac turned on, anyways. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, you, but this this allows you to do it without having the Mac turned on. You can come and pull it straight off the Apple TV. But you know. Uh, if my Mac isn't, if my Mac's already turned on, it's already. I mean, that, I don't keep anything on my my Apple TV that isn't already not on Mac, my Mac, right? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, but especially if Mac, songs. But if your Mac's not turned on, you can now stream it from the Apple TV without turning the Mac on. I think that's. I, I, there's probably like five people in the entire universe who use that feature. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe it, not even that. Many. It will. It will also let you um, use a universal remote with the Apple TV rather than the Apple remote, which is hmm. nice. Yeah, uh, you got better playlist support, and also uh, it now allows you to adjust the volume for music. Now, did I read that you can actually make playlists of movies now? Yeah. Yes. If you do, if you do it on your Mac, then um, it can now see those playlists and play them. 
I didn't know that I could make playlists of movies. Of movies. Yeah. A video. Well, that now see that could be something that's handy, especially if if I make the playlist on in iTunes and I go to the Apple TV instead of scrolling because I've got a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of scrolling through that long list. I can just go right to that playlist, and you know, there's the five movies that I want to watch. If yeah. I'm going to watch, you know, yeah. the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it's right, right there. there. I want to watch Star Wars; they're all right there. Yeah, uh, that that could come in handy. I could see, I could see myself setting up uh, some really good playlists. Yeah, cool. Well, now, there Excellent. is there is one kind, of, and you can use one, here's one other gotcha. thing. Hold on a second. Hold on one second, guy. <clears throat> can you do it with smart playlists? Because what I would like to do is make a playlist of say a television series. And then once an episode has been watched, it drops out of that playlist, so I don't have to literally scroll oh, through it. It's it yeah. The one yeah. at the very top is the next one that I should be watching. I think it only works with playlists that you generate on a Mac with iTunes. So um, No, you, that's what I mean. Yeah. If I can do that in iTunes, mm-hmm. and then and that's how it would set up a smart playlist for like a television series. Let's say I was going to watch... Um, I don't know, Lost, um, yeah, yeah, or Boston Legal. Actually, actually, Boston Legal because I've been watching the first se- season again. Um, sure, but the problem is, you know, I have to scroll through which one haven't I watched yet, and so yeah. if, if there was a smart playlist that says once the play route play count has reached zero, watch the entire thing, it drops out of that playlist. That would save me, and it's not much. I'm sitting there scrolling with a tiny remote for an extra five seconds. But you start adding mm-hmm. those five seconds up, and it just adds to the overall usability of the application or the device. Well, I, I just updated my Apple TV before we start recording, so um, I'll have a look at that for next week and let you know. Cool. Let us know. What do you got, Guy? Uh, well, the last thing I wanted to say about this was that anyone who's hacked their Apple TV, that this download will wipe out all your hacks and they won't work anymore. So if if you use a lot of hacks on your Apple TV, you may want to hold off before upgrading. Yeah, you know, I I never got the uh, what was that thing called, David? I know a, that was it I had, ATV. Yeah, I never got it to work, and my understanding is it was because of my thumb drive wasn't compatible. That if I got another thumb drive, it would probably work. Did you ever get that to work on yours? No, I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I had a look at all the features it has, and I thought, I don't really want any of these. It already does out of the box everything I want it to do. So, One of the things that I understand, the new version, will allow you to watch um, Hulu.com. Yeah, now, well, I, in the I, UK, yeah, like in the UK, you can't see, you, it knows that it knows my IP address is from the UK, so it won't let me on Hulu anyway. But so, with the software that's on there, I think that you could do it. Right. With the new software, there's a there's a way to watch Hulu channels. I think you might actually be able to take advantage of Hulu and the other sites now with that. Well, well it, I mean, if, it, it, if if I if I could do that from over here, I would definitely do that because that would be something that would be worth doing. Because we watch a lot of the uh, of the latest TV shows um, as as the shows come out because they they often take a while to come over here. Right. So I'll have to look into that again. Cool. Uh, Boxy is the uh, the application. Ah, uh, right. About. Boxy, okay. That, and then Boxy is actually on the ATV that you can install on your Apple TV. Of course, it's hacking it. Uh, if you update it, those uh, Guy Searle, it will kill all those hacks, though, correct? Yes, yes, it will. Yeah. So you'd have to update it and then redo the hacks. If they would still work after the upgrade. 
for upgrade. Um, I think it probably would. Interestingly enough, just to sort of reflect that back for you guys, there was an announcement yesterday in our, in our local press that uh, the BBC will be transmitting streaming shows live over the internet from next week. So I'd be interested to see whether there are boxy updates to be able to pick those up too. Because obviously, then you can pick up, um, you know, things like Doctor Who and and the sort of things that that a lot of people in America watch but have to wait a while to get. Um, yeah, we get some of those like a year later. Exactly. Later. So, yeah, uh, but that's where BitTorrent comes in handy. Yeah, yeah, one show, one show that I'm really, really enjoying from the UK now is the show called The IT Crowd. Yeah, I love that show. It's very, very funny. Oh, that is such a hysteria. Yeah. and it's on iTunes for people that are interested in it. It's a it's a British show about. Some guys and girls that work in an office and they work in IT and it's it's crazy in the zany type of you know British humor way. Yeah, it's very okay. very good. Uh, Snow Leopard at MacWorld '09. Who do, who thinks that we're going to see it? And really, what's there to see? Uh, they're not adding any new features. They're really just kind of cleaning house, uh, making it work better, faster. We can build him faster, stronger. Think, How did that go, Chad? The six million dollar stronger, months. faster. Yeah. yeah. For all for all <laughs> for go. all they said, there was no new features. They're going to have to put some some new features in just to give you something to talk about. Only if I they expect us to buy it. Well, well did, no, did we honestly, any big hardware it, releases at MacWorld 09. Go ahead, repeat that. Do we expect any big hardware releases at uh, MacWorld 09? Well, let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, let's start with you, guy. What do you think we're going to see? At the Macworld Expo. Okay, uh, two things I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see a different Apple TV. And I think we're also going to see... But Apple TV was last year, too. You think they're going to have the same product two years back-to-back? I think I think that it's going to be a, a different type of Apple TV. That, that this is going to be the it Apple TV... It doesn't work with the TV? Right, right. It, 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 it connects directly into your brain. <laughs> Wi-Fi for the brain. That that's going to be the tagline for it. I also think, for I also brain. think they're either going to replace or redo the Mac Mini. I think we're going to be because I mean right now, you know, look at the stock market today dropped below seventy five hundred, which is like insane. And Apple needs to come out with a cheaper machine. <laughs> yeah, okay, Wolverine and the. Um, <laughs> For those wondering, that's the Ustream stuff. I have my. <laughs> these are actually real claws. These are. Uh, I, how would you describe that, Chad? Ooh, they are metal. They, that's, they're not that's sharpened, the but well, they're. I mean, it is at the end. No, that's but. that's a that's a martial arts weapon. Is it? Yes, it is. I don't know what it's Gonna called, but bug. it's. Uh, I would say it's probably Chinese. Tiger claw. You want some of this, bub? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, I, I so think, think we're going to see Mini? a replacement for the Mac Mini or some kind of update to it. And, you know, I think we'll also see a 32-gig uh, iPhone. Stop it. You're distracting me. Stop looking at the video then. <laughs> I, you told me to. <laughs> no, I told you to watch the chat, not the video. Well, I don't have a choice. They're both on the same page. Now, remember, anybody that's listening to this on the podcast forum, 6 to 8... P.M. Eastern Standard Time. If you're on the West Coast, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. You can watch it live. Participate in the chat. Uh, just go to UStream. Actually, you know what? Just go up to MyMac.com. I'm going to have links right there. Right. The day of the show. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to come 
David Cohen. Do you, what do you, are you expecting hardware, some new software release? I think I think any hardware they do will be incremental upgrades. So they'll probably uh, bump the IMAX. Um, there's been some talk of maybe putting some quad core ships in the IMAX. Um, I, I guess they could do that, uh, maybe. Um, but um, but I I think the focus will be on software, and I suspect it will be Snow Leopard. I think that will be the big product for uh, for January. And I, I don't see them doing any, you know, major major new product lines or anything like that. I think they've had sort of enough for for this year, and they just want everything to to sit quiet and sell while they uh, while they ride through, um, you know, whatever we we're going to go through the next twelve months. You think we'll see iLife09? Yeah, maybe. I think if we do, I don't think it's going to be called iLife09. I think they're going to announce it and say it's coming out in June. It'll be iLife10. No? Yeah? Well, I, I, I'm just just cutting I, I, You look at iLife now and you think, really, what else does it need? What 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 you know? What does it? What can it do? I think they uh, took a lot of flack for messing with iMovie last time round. Mm-hmm. Um, I still hate it. I still won't use it. Yeah, so uh, you know, the, the, I, I I don't know whether whether that's a product they want to they want to fiddle with now, or whether well, they want to do I, something I finally, else. I finally actually found a use for iMovie. Uh, you know, yeah. I've got that that Canon FS100 digital video camera, and yeah. uh, it has these weird mod files instead of you know it's modified MP4 files, but they import directly into iMovie 08, and they won't into iMovie 06. Hmm, that's odd. Well, what's our returning champion, our Chad returning Perry? Champion. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we're going to see? What's your speculation? Because we've speculated what we're going to see at the next Macworld Expo on the show before, and not too long ago, and I, I think that we're yeah. pretty much exhausted of that topic. But what do you think? Well, you, I mean, you've been following the, this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I have been, but I, I, there's always they always want to come up with some sort of super sparkle power that makes that you know is the reason to put Steve Jobs up there and makes him look good. Yeah, I don't know what that is anymore. I mean, I'm still I'm I'm wrestling with, you know, I can understand where guys coming from trying to hit the middle or low end of the computing market with a Mac Mini upgrade, and I suppose that probably makes sense, but that's not the market that Apple normally targets. And I don't know if that's going to change. <clears throat> so do you think maybe software? But if you look at, and I did an article um, a couple weeks ago, looking at this decade mm-hmm. at Macworld Expo, there's always a new hardware device. Always. Right. But what's next? I mean, I, I don't know what the next iteration of anything would be as far as a hardware device. Because Other than Mac Mini. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't, I don't think I don't think that that quad processors in the iMac or or throughout the consumer line would that that doesn't warrant a Macworld Expo, right? No, I I totally agree with you. Yeah. I think that we're going to see something uh, totally different, totally new, um, and I think the the big reason for that is is Apple went away from was this the last Macworld Expo that won before? I think it was. I think it was the one before. Mm-hmm. They got they dropped a computer name from the name of the company. It's not Apple Computer anymore, remember. It's right. Apple Incorporated. So do we start seeing more Consumer invasion of products. the living room? Uh, different products that we haven't seen before? An electric car, maybe? I mean, I would really like to see Apple come out with, I don't know what. That's, you know, I don't know what There's either. a dot, dot, dot. I would really like to see Apple come out with, and I don't know what more do I need. 
But that's the power I think Apple has that they come up with these things that I didn't think I needed or wanted until I saw it. And then I was like, I have to have that. Well, and I know back in August, the big conjecture was always about a tablet PC. I just don't think they're going to go that direction. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, but the but Mac Mommy says an iCar. Yeah. <laughs> because Detroit's doing so well right now. Oh, that's that, right. You know, yeah. Right. But, uh, but I, th- I think that's the thing. Do you, GM. do you think this, this market is a sort of market where you want to, uh, you know, really push it to the bleeding edge with a premium price product? Well, who said it would be a premium price product? Because Apple's products are always premium price. No, not really. Look at the iPod Shuffle. Look at the iPod Nano. Those are not premium price products. It could be the iCassette player. So they're, well, uh, maybe not the Shuffle, yeah. but they're premium price in their segments. I mean, you know, there are cheaper players in each of those segments. But so, none you know, of them offer the features no, I, I at agree that, that price but point that the iPods do. I, I agree with that. I'm not, I'm, but I'm talking about premium price. I'm not talking about premium value. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is, is you know that that to me that is a risky proposition bringing in something completely new in this sort of market, and maybe they want to try and sort of retrench and and hold back a bit, and you know keep keep the uh, keep the faithful happy for uh, for twelve months or so while they see how things pan out. So did you guys see? Uh, and I'm getting this from the chat room mm-hmm. as well. Obama is a Mac user. Does not yeah. surprise me at all. Oh, yeah. doesn't surprise me even a little bit. No. Why do you think that is, though? Why doesn't that surprise us? I think that, uh, that he, you know, he, he's, using, he's using technology in a way that, uh, that no other presidential candidate up to this point has. And well, that, you could say that every presidential campaign, though, because... You know the technology keeps getting better and better. Whatever the technology uh, is, I, right? But you, about. I mean, how many how many no, but, presidents but, but or, or presidential candidates have you seen prior to this election that was even seen with a computer? I mean, yeah, I think that's you think, I think that's George the difference. Knows how to how to use yeah. how to use a Mac or how to use Windows? Yeah, he sounds like the kind of guy that that has people do it for him. Yeah, that, that's the difference. I think, you know, he has a... It's not that his team understand this thing, it's that he understands this thing. Did I, did I read somewhere last week or so that apparently he's going to do a regular uh, YouTube video? Well, no, I heard that that was a possibility, mm-hmm. that the Obama, I don't want to say campaign... The transition team. The transition team is saying that he is going to start, you know, like presidents up until now, I think Johnson started it or FDR... Uh, they would have the fireside chats right. once a week, and even Bush FDR. still does those, um, that it's a radio broadcast. Now, Obama's team is saying they're going to continue that trend, that tradition, but they're going to do it in video, and they're going to take advantage of the Internet. If that means YouTube, that's one thing, but he also owns that uh, change.gov, I think it is. Yeah. Change.org, yeah. No, I think it's gov. Not yet. Once Not he, yet, once he becomes be. president... You know, they, they could probably it'll grab change.gov. Change. Um, would they use that? Well, they I could. think so. Well, that could be the forum. I mean, right now they're soliciting ideas from people on that change.org site. So Yeah, but you, you know what? I can guarantee you it won't just be... When they say they're going to use the internet, that means they're going to they're gonna make it available in iTunes. It's going to be something you not you can get not just on YouTube. It will be everywhere. You'll be able to download it to your iPod and watch it when you want. It's all about extending what he did in, the, in his campaign, which is engaging with younger people and, and engaging with them in a way that's relevant to younger people today, right. which means using the tools that they use to communicate. Anything say, being said in the uh, chat room there, Guy? 
Uh, yeah, they're they're talking about what we're talking about, which is that you know the the government can be very very slow to change, and 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 that's true. And I just checked it out, and he does have change.gov. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I, I I don't know. Do you think this is a good idea to be so open in government? Obviously, that they're going to spoon feed us what they want to tell us. Well, they always but have. Chad, do you, do you think that them using these new delivery mechanisms to get the message out? And really, the internet is not just about the American people. He's going to be reaching the world with these unfiltered. Right. And I don't have a problem with that. I think that's part of the transparency that I think Americans want from their government. And I especially, I especially think younger people, and yeah. younger than us even, yeah. who, I mean, this is, this, this is their communication forum. You know, that's what they do. It's Twitter, and it's... Text messaging and social it's networks. Social networks. I, I think a, a big player that we're going to see over the next four years, especially during the next presidential election, is smartphones. I think that's going to be a, a big factor in the next election. And whoever the president is after that term, whether it's Obama or someone else. Um, flash rallies. Flash rallies. Something that they could send out quickly to on mm-hmm. a mobile device and rally the people. And they could do that not just you know, the people in the United States, but worldwide. Right. Um, again, though, do you think that's a good idea, or do you think that's maybe not such a good idea? I still think it's a great idea. I think it's a great way to take advantage of the technology. I mean, now, how much of that's really going to happen? Are you going to see a flash rally every time the president shows up someplace, or a note for a flash rally? Probably not. The Secret Service may have some problems with that when they try to move the president around, but... Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, but they can already do that, though. I yeah. mean, that's already happening. Um, when they had an Obama rally that I went to, um, so I'll say now, you know, I voted for Obama. Sure, me too. Um, when I went, I know I saw your sign in front of your house. <laughs> what what about you, David? Did you vote for Obama, Dave? Did you about, Did you uh, vote for him, David? I voted for him in spirit. I was certainly, <laughs> I was, I was certainly watching the coverage and rooting for him because you know the thought of another Republican president um, filled me with with quite a lot of dread, right. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you guys got to follow through now. We need to see a black king on the throne in England. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's interesting you say that, Chad, because um, after Obama was elected, there were several comments from some of the sort of the key racial equality people here in, in the UK saying that our party political systems don't allow somebody like Obama to to pro- uh, we we couldn't have an Obama here because they wouldn't be able to progress through our party system that quickly to get to the top of the party. Um, we have a lot of uh, affirmative action in our party politics, so you know candidates. Um, Candidates, you know, do get selected and then get elected, but um, once once they're actually in uh, in Parliament, they don't tend to progress very quickly. And it, you know, normally takes. Uh, I mean, Gordon Brown's been working through the system for probably twenty years before he got to be Prime Minister. Mm. Whereas, you know, Obama Obama was elected senator what four or five years ago, and um, yeah, just kind of you know, up until the scene. last Democratic National Convention in two thousand and four was when he kind of. First came to that the was public like, eye. He gave almost a speech. like a coming out party. Yeah, he mm-hmm. gave a speech that it just blew everyone away, and a lot of people at the time were like, "Why isn't this Mac user our candidate?" <laughs> That's right. Or I'm sorry, this man, this man. man. man yeah, sorry. I well, mean, let's bring it back to yeah. Apple now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> someone on the uh, UStream is saying, "Hello, Tim. This is the first time I've caught you live. 
this is really the first time we broadcast live. So <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's not even count last week. That was no. Last week was more. Plus, they only could hear me. So, right. I mean, it, that really didn't count. I didn't even record that show. This one is recording. So. Um, again, for those listening at home or in their car and their headphones, join us next Thursday, right, six to eight, right here on UStream, and you could join in on the conversation. Let me also say, next week we have the Girls Gone Geek crew mm-hmm. coming in. Uh, that ought to be pretty fun. Well, now wait, hold on a minute, Tim. Are they going to be at your house, or are no. we just going to be hearing them? Uh, you're just going to be hearing them, and you have to see my ugly face on, on Damn UStream. It. I mean, but oh, you that's can at fine. At least. <laughs> you can at least send questions via the chat on Ustream and uh, participate that way. If you have some questions that you want to ask them, uh, very tech-savvy girl. They probably know more about technology than I do because most of my days are spent chasing a 10-month-old around the house. Actually, he's 11-month-old now. Mm. So. so anyways, that's next week. We did have a guest scheduled for today. Uh didn't work out, so hopefully that will happen sometime in December. Okay, well, now also remember, we'll next Thursday it won't be the podcast because that's Thanksgiving. You're absolutely right. Next week will be Friday. We're actually doing the next week's podcast on Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Friday. What, what's the date on that? Anybody got a uh, calendar handy? That's the uh, tw- 28th. 28th. It be the yeah. 28th. 28th? Yeah, well, yeah, today's the 20th, 20th so, yeah. yeah. So that will be, and uh, you're welcome to come back for that, too, if you want to, chat. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be a fun show. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I can't remember who's coming in after that, but, you know, let's just concentrate on next week. Right. And, you know, we, there's going to be lots of stuff going on coming up for uh, Macworld. Yep. We can start, now, talking, I, about, yep, we can start talking about our sponsors. We can start talking So, Guy, about- you're actually booking our flight and uh, the hotel yes, I'll, today I'll, after I'll, we get done with the... When are we arriving? You could tell where we're staying. I don't care. We, I, I don't think we're going to have any groupies. Um, <laughs> well, you might. I definitely won't no, have any groupies. No, I, I doubt it. Um, not, not since I cut my hair. Uh, we're we're going to be staying at a Holiday Inn down there, you know, in San Francisco, not too far from uh, the Moscone Center itself. We'll be getting in on Sunday early afternoon. And we'll be uh, we'll be there for the whole week, leaving late Friday or actually early Saturday morning. But you're actually going to drive from Virginia, yes, here to Michigan, and then we're going to fly out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, it, because you know I'm using I won't say the travel service because they're not so. paying us anything. Uh, I'm using a an online travel service, and uh, it just kind of turned out to be cheaper that way. Plus, also when you're trying to to book both flights and a hotel for two people in different areas, it can be kind of confusing the way... The yeah, way that's not the decides. easiest way of doing it. Yeah, so it, it turns out that it's going to be something like, what, three to $500 cheaper for me to just to go ahead and drive. Plus, I like driving, so what the hell. Cool. So you're going to drive up here, we'll fly out to San Francisco, and then uh, we leave early Saturday after the show's completely over. Right. But while we're there... And uh, this is something that I wish, David, you were uh, able to come to the Expo again this year. One of the things that I do want to set up is another podcast meetup for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, Anybody that listens to this podcast, I really... Last year, we had it on the Monday, the day before the Expo actually got started, so we didn't have a huge turnout. Right. We did did that uh, down by the the press room. Yeah. Well, well, initially, it was outside, if you remember, and then we moved it inside. Um, Right. I'm really thinking about, though... 
I considered doing it during the expo so more of the people that listen to the show can can participate. But I really kind of liked doing it on Monday, the day before the show really kicks off, because there's a lot of anticipation right. of what's going to happen, uh, a lot of excitement, and it's a smaller gathering simply because most of the people haven't arrived in San Francisco yet. So anybody listening that wants to meet with me and Guy and some of the other MyMackers that are going to be there, probably John Nimorowski, John Nemo, uh, a couple others maybe, we'll see. But definitely Guy and I. Guy and I. Guy and I. Um, I think, Guy, that we're going to meet again Monday evening at like 7 p.m. at Moscone West again for the podcast meetup. Okay, well, um, you know, we can, we'll, we'll narrow it down a, a little bit. No, that's it. That's what we're going to do. I don't want to do it during the week because we're going to be competing with everything else that's going on. And this way, it'll keep it nice and uh, small, uh, a smaller audience, a smaller crowd. Uh, even if okay, it's four well, or five I, I people, would, that's cool. I would cool. suggest we do it earlier than that, simply because they'll be, you know, basically we're going to be doing it right outside the, the registration okay. hall. And yeah, let's do it if at we 3 wait until, yeah, if we wait until, well, I don't know about three. Well, no, we get there on Sunday. Yeah, okay, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Now, of course, yeah. we won't be broadcasting any podcasts that we do at the MacWorld Expo live on Ustream. Uh, we might be able to if we uh, kind of. <laughs> well, it did, yeah. a, a lot of the content that we do on the podcast during the MacWorld Expo. Is pre-recorded because we record stuff at the different booths as we're going through the day. Right. So it, we can't really do that via UStream. Uh, maybe I find Adam Jackson and he can he can follow us around with his his baseball cap with the camera on it. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully our bandwidth will be a little bit better at the hotel than it was last year. Of course, it was it was pretty maxed out all over the city. Tim, maybe we can um, maybe what we can do is you can Skype into me and maybe I can broadcast something out from here. Yeah, that might that might work too. Um, we do have a couple sponsors that we could talk about now. That we're actually going to do the Apple quiz during the MacWorld Expo. Awesome! And the Apple quiz basically is going to be guy holding up a laptop, <laughs> <coughs> probably his because I don't want him to drop mine. Right. Uh, <laughs> guy will hold up a laptop, and it will be a picture quiz, and we'll ask people in the audience, people walking by the booth, uh, what this product is, and if you guess it three times. You get whatever the prize happens to be. And it won't be Our the same spot? picture each time. No, it won't. Well, if you wait long enough, you'll probably recycle mm-hmm. and you'll start seeing them again. Uh, if you miss three, you're out. So win three or miss three, you're either going to win or you're going to lose. Right now, the two companies we know for a fact that we're going to be visiting, one is Spec Products, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. I Obviously, their- at the Spec mm-hmm. booth, we're going to be giving away cases. So if you have an iPhone or an iPod or MacBook Pro, we're going to be giving some of those cases away at the spec booth. Um, and I could tell you exactly the date that we're going to be there, although I can't tell you the time yet because that hasn't been determined. So let me pull up iCal and go to uh, January. Spec we're going to be doing on January 7th, which is a Wednesday. And ProSoft Engineering, the same company that we worked with last year, is yes. the other company that we're going mm-hmm. to be doing. And we're going to be on at their booth on Thursday, uh, January 8th. So those are the two booths that we're going to be at, ProSoft Engineering and Spec Products. Two very cool companies, two products. That's awesome. Uh, a, a lot of products at these companies that I actually like. Mm-hmm. We're being a little bit picky as far as the companies that we're advertising with and working with at the Macworld Expo because there are some products out there that I don't really like. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to promote a product that... I don't personally like, right. or that I wouldn't tell somebody else, yeah, you should buy that, or no, you shouldn't buy that. If I well, don't I say, think, yeah, uh, you should buy it, 
I'm not promoting yeah, right. that company. I think both you and I both have uh, spec cases on our MacBook Pros, don't you? Have one on your MacBook Pro, don't you, Tim? Yeah, I've got a, I've got an older one. I've got the uh, the red case on there that's really beat up. I really probably need a new one. <laughs> yeah, I've got the clear one, which uh, you know it's got a couple scratches on it, but better on the case than on my MacBook Pro. Absolutely, and I think yep. that's kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. Um, is it is it clear or is it colored? You said no, it's clear. I, I kind of like the clear ones because I miss. Occasionally, I'll take off the red uh, see-through case and look at my MacBook Pro, and I'm like, "Wow, it looks great again." I forgot how good this this computer really is. Yeah. But you're right. I don't want it to get all scratched up. And I know I'm moving away from the mic. I keep. I'm used to the mic over here, Chad. Right. So I'm talking over here, and so the people listening to the podcast are like, "Why does it sound like he's way over there?" I am way over there. I'm going to where the mic is supposed to be. Um, so yeah, I definitely like using a case. Let me. Um, there are other podcasters that listen to the show, just like I listen to other podcasts myself. Yep. And I had uh, two emails during the week with software solutions on how we could broadcast on Ustream and bring the Skype people into the conversation. Like we couldn't last year or last week. No one could hear, you know, Guy and, and David and David Bidney, who was mm-hmm. also here. So. I want to uh, verbally kind of explain the setup now. So any other podcasters that are looking to do this, or anybody else, if you just want to uh, broadcast on Ustream and you don't know how to do that, this is how I did it. And it, it does take a little bit of some specialized gear. The first thing that I'm using uh, that's very important is the Mobile Pre USB. You can also use the Mobile Pre Firewire if you have one. In other words, a mix board. What I'm doing is I'm taking the sound out of my headphone jack in the computer, and I've got my headphones on so I can hear what's going on on on, uh, Skype. But I'm splitting that signal and routing that signal back into the mobile pre-USB. My microphone that I talk into is also going into the mobile pre-USB. So everything else on the podcast is exactly the same, except in Ustream, I'm routing two audio signals through the mobile pre-USB, which is combining them into one, and that's being pumped up onto Ustream. That's how everyone on Ustream can hear this. Um, you know, it is it is complicated, but there was no special software involved. And I think that's, to me, that was the big thing. It's like, I didn't have to get any extra software. And, yeah. you know, you start adding all this different software while you're trying to record a show. And Chad and I, you know, for, for a long time, when we first started podcasting, um, we went through quite a bit of equipment to a lot. figure out a set that worked well. Absolutely. So. And uh, for those newer to the show, and they're, they're kind of wondering, who is this other guy that keeps talking? His name is Chad Perry. He is the original co-host. You started on show three or four. Three or four back in 2005. Four. No, what? well, th- at 2005, 2005 yeah. when I joined in. Tim started at, uh, at Tim in, started December. in 2004, December 2004, and then... Pulled me in in January 2005. And, uh, of course, my intention was to find somebody else to do the show. Um, <laughs> since I didn't find anybody mm. right away and I didn't want to do it by myself, uh, pulled in. I pulled in Chad. Now, Chad, of course, worked with, we worked together on a project called the iAtari Mac, which was taking a, a dual USB MacBook at the time. Yep. No, it was an iBook, not a MacBook. It was MacBook. an iBook. It was an iBook, G3 iBook. And taking uh, an Atari 2600 and kind of merging and splicing, and we made a video of it that we thought would be like American Chopper, and it was just horrible. <laughs> we made four episodes, and we... But here's the thing, though. We did it. 
And we still got slash dotted for it too. We did. Yeah, we got they brought the site down. And it's actually sitting right up there, Chad. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. The iAtari Mac it, it it exists and we have video proof that we did it. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though the video kind of turned out crappy, I don't care. It was fun yeah, to it was do. Still and, fun to do. Yeah, you know, we've got proof of something that we did and there it is. And our kids will someday watch that and go, "Ugh, what were you retarded or something?" <laughs> Look at that haircut. <laughs> what, what what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, anything that uh, you guys want to talk about before we wrap up the show? We're at about a minute or an hour and three minutes. I just wanted to uh, quickly ask Chad, because um, we've not speak- spoken to him for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Chad, what's your current Mac and iPod situation? Have you bought anything new in the last 12 months since we last spoke to you? Other than the iPod Touch, which I picked up uh, actually just, uh, I think, probably around February this year. Yeah. That has really pretty much been it. I have not gotten any new hardware. Um, I have downloaded a couple of pieces of software here and there, but uh, for the most part, I've really enjoyed the uh, iPod Touch platform and the Palm Top computing. And frankly, I'm, I'm right to the point where I think the next gen, the next gen, when I get rid of the G5, I probably will just go to laptops and uh, get myself a nice uh, Airbase with some backup on it. So yeah. like the time machine, like I've yeah. got a time machine sitting up there. It's one terabyte. It's uh, 802, 802.11, And I love it. And yeah, and that's where I think we're going next because my wife never uses the desktop. I very rarely use the desktop. Um, I'm using my MacBook right now. Now, why do you think you don't use the desktop as much as you will a laptop? Is it just convenience? It's or convenience. Is- it's convenience. I mean, the, la- the desktop is a great working machine, but uh, I do so little work at home anymore. I just don't use it. So really, really, my primary computing lately has been just browsing the internet, getting email, responding to email. And uh, what computer is it? A MacBook. MacBook. That was um, the first generation. First generation with MacBook. the Intel chip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now the new ones have that graph, the new graphic chip in it. Yeah. Uh, it can access more memory, and it looks really sharp. Are you? jonesing to upgrade to a new MacBook now, or are you like, ah, oh, wait till another generation of it comes out, I'm still happy with the one I'm using? I'm still happy with what I'm using, but I'm right to the point now where I am pretty much out of the Mac gaming field, and I may have to get a new a new MacBook or MacBook Pro just to play StarCraft 2. Yeah, because that's... <laughs> I, I figure that's I have probably fi- six months away. Yeah, and I and I, I really doubt Blizzard's going to do anything for the G5 platform on that. I no, think it's no. The G5 dead. is dead, uh, unfortunately. Not so much. Um, hmm. Interesting, because where does that leave G5 users? Or even, heaven forbid, G3 and G4 users out there? Oh, my brother's still on a G4. I know. I just talked to your brother just a couple days ago with <laughs> problems with his Macintosh. And I'm like, oh, it's still... He's like, well, it runs great. It's a G4, 450. It's Chad's old machine. I'm like, oh, I remember. God, you're still using that? Um, he, st- he still has apps that are OS 9 native that he needs, says he yeah. needs to use. Yeah. It, it, I still well, I still have my old uh, 933 G4 tower he, that he's I more uh, of an upgraded to a Google <laughs> 1.4. Uh, do you think there's a there's a place for these older machines in the computing world nowadays? Though, honestly, David, um, I think so. I think you know. I think for for people who don't want to spend a lot of money on a new Mac, um, I think it, you know one of the things I coming from PCs. One of the things I always liked about the Apple stuff is you could get an old machine that was five six years old and you could still run pretty current software on it. Um, now, obviously, Intel has 
has you know put a slight kink in that because there is there's quite a lot of stuff you want to run that uh, um, you know needs the Intel chips. But nevertheless, you know you can still run OS 10. You can run. I've got a I've got a 867 megahertz G4 PowerBook that runs uh, Leopard fine. Uh, and you know I think for people who've got fairly limited computing requirements, just want to do some word processing, bit of internet and email and that sort of thing, then they're they're still good machines for not very much money. Right, and if yep. you have at least yeah. a uh, an eight sixty seven megahertz computer, you can still go. To, you can still use ten point five. Below that, ten point four still works really well too. That's right. I think for the average person who um, browses the internet, writes email, bids on eBay, buys stuff through Amazon, my wife, your wife uh, is participating in MySpace or Facebook uh, or Twitter. Mm-hmm. These old machines will do that just fine. Well, you don't need the G- greatest she's hardware. She's on a G3 iBook, and she's right. fine with it, although it's starting to get a little twitchy now after all the years. So. Yeah, well, but she's had that for, what, three years now? At least. At least. Yeah. No, it's been about no. three years. Well, I'm the one that got that for you, wasn't I? Oh, you know what? It was three years. <laughs> it was three years ago. Yeah. That was, in, 2000. That <laughs> was in the first year of yeah, our it was. podcast. It was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because that was from one of our sponsors at the time. Yep. The company we shall not name. Hey, <laughs> uh, Russ Walkowich is uh, trying to call me right now. Let's bring him in on the chat, guys. Okay. Guys, or, or uh, Russ Walkowich. Hello, you- Russ Walkowich. Are you there? Hello. Hello. We're actually recording the podcast right now, Russ. Nice. Good. I'm here. Did you, uh, did you see the link up at MyMac.com for the Ustream? I'm sitting here watching you. Oh, are you? You oh, are. Which, uh, which user are you at the moment? Let me guess. You are 3632? I think he's 75887. Uh, let me see. Just type something in and hit send. <laughs> and we'll find out. Uh, the people that's listening to this podcast is like, guys, stop talking about oh, this. Oh, he's 58828. Ah. We were both so, Now, obviously, the, the people that are listening to this podcast... We're having you fun. Know, that's, that we're not doing it live. Um, not every show is going to be Ustream, 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 but this is a way for us to have immediate gratification, immediate feedback, and other people involved in the show that we've never had before. And remember, I've been doing this podcast for uh, since 2004, so yeah. it's been a long time. Uh, this is one of the original podcasts out there. We're one of the oldest podcasts mm-hmm. on the planet. And... This just gives us another opportunity to kind of get out there a little bit more and right. get something connect, back Connect with return. our users. Absolutely. Our listeners. Well, our listeners. Yeah. Uh, or the readers of the website. And, and mess with new technology. And, and it, make it more of a community type of a show mm-hmm. because that's what I really kind of miss. And after doing the show the way we've been doing it for a long time, to me, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm fired up for the show in a way that I haven't been in a long time. And uh, my excitement was one of the reasons I asked Chad if he wanted to come over and do the podcast and let him experience how we're doing mm-hmm. it now. I mean, you knew how we used to do the show. Oh, look, yeah. look at all the crap on the screen now. I know. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. It used to fit just on one 23-inch monitor. Yeah, now now I've got a 23 and a 24, and it barely fits. I've got some spaces, but I can't make the windows any smaller. To, yeah. Yeah. So now, one one thing that would be kind of cool to work out, if and who, knew, even, who even knows if this would be possible, would be to have it so that people could actually uh, call in. Well, we could do that, but um, I don't think that Skype would allow you to have someone call in. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. You'd have to have, you'd have, to have somebody screening calls, too. So, you know, it, it would involve well, yeah, a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Well, yes and no, because I can always edit the, the naughty words out that someone would scream on the show. Uh, but the Ustream crowd would hear it live. But they're hearing Everything stuff. live, anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Anybody know what the uh, number is? It's one eight zero. Oh, Chad ought to know it. Nine three eight five 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 nine. I knew he would. <laughs> yeah, he had to say that so so long. I'm actually calling with my iPhone right now, and I'm going to see what Skype does if I'm. Uh... So it's calling, but I don't know if if Skype's going to do anything because it's and it says yes answer. I'm going to. This is probably going to put you guys on hold. Yeah, it did. It put them on hold, Chad. Oh look. Oh, ah, echo. E. Yeah. Ooh, let's turn that off, and they're still on hold, and we'll bring them back in the conversation. Well, yeah, you could do it, but uh, no, no. Uh, it, it puts you guys on hold. Now my iPhone's going to make that annoying sound. Get away from me. Uh, so no, I, I, we could do it, guy, but then the only person that would be able to talk to them would be me, and that's no fun. Uh, one last thing, I forgot about this, and I did want to talk about this on the show because maybe a listener has a solution to this problem that so far nobody has offered up on the website. Mm-hmm. I have a post on the blog side called The Mystery of the Original Macintosh. A listener of the show, of this show right in here, um, James, left us a voice message. And basically he was telling me about this original Macintosh and wanting to know if it was rare and at first, I'm thinking, well, no, it's not rare. I've got two original Macintoshes myself. Mm-hmm. Apple made millions of those things. It's not really rare. So I called him up on the telephone because he left his phone number and uh, to tell him that, no, I'm, I'm sorry, it's not really yeah. rare. But then he started explaining it to me, some of the features that this Macintosh had that mine does not have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that got me thinking. Uh, he sent me well, some pictures know, of it, to, and I posted I it up on the blog. What is this around. machine? And it's at first, I thought it it could have been a, a five twelve, a Mac five twelve, the Fat Mac, but it's not because that ha- that's an M zero 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 one W. And if no, you look he said at it's the model original. on the pictures that you posted, that's M zero 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 one, which is the exactly. But I don't. Which I, is I the hundred twenty eight K original one twenty eight K Mac having yep. the the colored apple on it, and you know a few of the other features. It doesn't, and it certainly doesn't have all the doesn't have the colored apple all the autographs on the logo on the back, and then the rubber feet. No, I mean, I mean, the uh, yes, it does actually have all the autographs uh, on the inside. The five twelve didn't have it, right? No, no, it didn't. But the original does. But on this one that James sent in this picture, if you flip it upside down, even the little feet. The rubber feet underneath the the, the Macintosh has Apple. Apple logos. And I do not... You know what, Chad? Go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to actually pick mine up and look underneath that and see... No, no Apple logos. No, There's no, no Apple rubber logo, baby bubby bunk Just little sand. rubber feet. There's yeah. no Apple logo on those. So this, so, so this is definitely uh, an oddity. And my guess, and I told him this on the telephone, was that this is probably a developer machine or an internal Apple machine that was created before the mass production. And this is what they used to write software for the Macintosh before it was actually released. That's the only thing that I could mm. figure. Um, but I could be wrong. If anybody else has an idea of what this machine is, go up and take a look at the pictures on the blog site at mymac.com. 
And, and again, it's called The Mystery of the Original Macintosh. Look at all the photos. If you have any idea of what this machine is, James would really like to know, and I would really like to know at this point, because it's it's a mystery. And uh, I hate mysteries. I want to solve them. <laughs> That's why I can't stand watching uh, uh, the, the, the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> No, because usually at the end of Scooby Doo, Mythbusters, they, they, they'll give me the answer. <laughs> Doinks, Urr. it's a real ghost, Scoob. There's an iPod. So, anyways, We're just that's our show sick. this week. Uh, <laughs> I forgot Russ was oh, out there. How, how's the new iPhone run, running for you there, Russ? Loving it. Uh, your son. At, uh, Alan is now a writer uh, at MyMac.com. How did that he's come always been interested. He, both he and I have the iPhones. And things just came out. And after speaking with you, you said, sure, it's not a problem if he wants to write. And he's having a ball. Yeah, I, he sent me an email and uh, basically expressed his surprise at how much he's enjoying writing reviews that he didn't think that he would really enjoy it. He was kind of hesitant, but then once he actually started writing, he couldn't wait to get to the next product and write about that one too. And I think that that's true with a lot of people. When they first start writing reviews, there's an excitement of sharing your thoughts and your opinions and putting it down um, uh, on the computer. I was going to say pen to paper, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is still pen to paper. It's still that tactile type, type, right. type, type, type. And and getting those words out there and knowing that other people, including the company that makes a product, is going to read what you thought about that product. And uh, it, it's kind of heady. But I'm, I was kind of surprised, Russ. And Alan is really uh, the first, second generation of Mac writers that, in, in other words... Um, from one Maybe family, a second I generation is now writing for the site that's never happened tell him, before. You will write for my Mac. You will uh, write for my when Mac. When he was asleep, right? <laughs> when he was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it, it's. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool, and I'm glad he's enjoying himself. And of course, anybody else out there listening, if you've ever thought about writing, um, always had that itch, but you never really had a place to to get your opinions out. Um, MyMac.com is always looking for new writers. Simply send an email to Tim at MyMac.com. That's me. Uh, let me know what you're thinking, why you'd like to write. I'd, pre- I'd appreciate it if you could send me a sample. Uh, grab a product that you've been using for a while. Write up a mock review. If it's really good, we might actually use that review. <laughs> and uh, send it in. Uh, we're always looking for new talent, new people to cover products that we're not currently covering. There is... No shortage of Macintosh, iPhone, and iPod-related products uh, to write about. And uh, there's a lot of companies out there that are constantly requesting us to write about their products. They, they want product review. And there's only so many hours in the day that Russ, right. for instance, or Guy, or David, or Chad, because Chad's doing some product review mm-hmm. as well, or me, especially me, have to write about all these new products. Uh, we have so many products reviews a backlog. and so many products in the pipeline that we actually have a uh, reviews editor but we have a backlog of course that's that's to be expected i hope we have a oh, yeah. ba- backlog we um, have a fantastic uh, reviews editor who manages all that yeah and his name's john nemo and john nemo if you become a writer at mymac.com you'll be working closely with john to both acquire products contact the companies 
and uh, get the reviews posted. John is just simply fantastic when it comes to this. I mean, he's he's yes. taken the ball rolling a couple years ago, and he's mm-hmm. he's only made our reviews better. And if you've listened to the last couple of podcasts, yeah. you know what we expect from product or, review. Product review. <laughs> Absolutely, <right. laughs> it's pretty. Much, I, I think we may just have to transcribe everything we wrote in the last couple product uh, podcasts and yeah. and send that to potential new reviewers because. Uh, I don't take reviews lightly. I know a lot of other sites kind of throw them out there, little blurb reviews, and uh, I just don't find that acceptable. This is mm-hmm. a product that people are going to spend money for, and they need to know if it's good or bad, and they need to know that the reviewer actually used the product. And we pride ourselves and thank on God they our took the red pen away from reviews Jim. at MyMac.com. Hey, guys. There you go. Yeah, that's you know how I am. <laughs> So you guys know we're almost at an hour and 20 minutes. Really long for a podcast, so we're going to wrap this up. Will we be Friday, back? different day uh, will than we? usual. We will be back next Friday. Ah, I remembered. Yep, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 to 5 on the West Coast. If you're not one of those time zones, you know, pull out your stopwatch and figure it out yourself. Um, join us for the Ustream chat. We'd love to have you. We'd love to uh, get your thoughts and opinions on the show. Uh, say hi to the Mac Mommy when she's up there. Jeremy North. Hello, Jeremy North. He's on the chat right now. Uh, preferably, if you go up on the Ustream chat while we're doing it. Hey, Jimmy's out there, too. Hey, Jimmy. Um, sign in with an account so we can see your name. Otherwise, you just come across as Ustream user, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't mean anything to us. Right. Use your real name when sign into it mm-hmm. so we can call you out specifically and said. Did you see that yeah, crappy your thing name, that Jimmy like North, Jeremy North oh, just wrote? I can't believe he wrote that. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to stop recording the podcast now. Don't no, no one go away. We can continue on Ustream for a little bit. But uh, for those listening on the podcast, we'll see you next week. See ya. Hey, and we're back really quick because there's something that I forgot, and this is really important to me. The beginning of our show, our theme music... And oh, yes, yeah. guys, we're still doing the podcast. I haven't heard it the yet. The theme yet. music at the beginning is the same, uh, enhanced a little bit. But we have someone doing our announcing at the beginning of the show. Thanks for downloading the MyMac podcast, that sort of thing. Um, this is somebody that I, I put the call out on Twitter. Does anybody want to do any voiceover? And uh, someone responded that was really kind of surprising to me. And I thought, this person has his own podcast. Why would he possibly want to do you know, this for us. But then I started thinking about, this is a Mac user. Mm-hmm. Um, this is someone who um, has his own show, yes, but he's been on our show. Mm-hmm. He understands the community aspect of Mac users. And that his show isn't really a competition with ours. We live in the same universe mm-hmm. and we get along great. And the guy's name is Dave Hamilton and he does the oh, yeah, Mac, Mac Observers Gap. podcast. Yeah. The, the Mac Geek Gap. Yeah, I love that and, podcast. Yep, and and uh, Dave actually is doing our intro at the beginning of our show now. Oh, let me hear it. Well, you will when you download the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I really, I, I wanted to send out a thank you to him because I really, really appreciate it a lot, and uh, it means a lot to me. And everybody, listen to this. Go listen to Dave's show. Just go up to the macobserver dot com. Download will, it. Right. You will it's learn a much better things. Show than you this will one. learn things <laughs> about about the Mac and how to use your Mac that you probably never even dreamed existed. That's right. And with that being said, we're going to end the show. And uh, here comes Dave. 
And thank you for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast.